This is episode 11 of the Floxy Hope Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Foxy Hope Podcast. My name is Lisa Bloomquist and I am your host. Today we have Diego on. Thank you so much for joining us, Diego. Yes, sure. Thank you for having me on the show. Or on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, the show, the podcast. We'll call it we'll call it a show. So Diego <laughs> has his story up on the Foxy Hope website. Except he is going to give us a bit of an, an update and share more about what he has what his journey has been like and um and some healing things that he is currently doing. Um so before he goes into the details about his, his foxing, uh, Diego, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself, uh, who you are, how old you are, where you live, what you do, that type of thing? Sure. Um, so I am from San Antonio, Texas. Um, I moved here when I finished college. Um, I am a, an educator, first grade bilingual teacher. Um, and... I, I, I love music. I love the arts. Uh, I love people. Uh, I love I like bringing out the best in people, you know. Um, singing is a passion that I dream that I will have again one day. Um, very outgoing person. And uh, I'm a, my vision for life has always been to change the world as much as I can and bring good into it. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit of who I am. <laughs> and, and I'll just, I'll just say that even from your story on Foxy Hope and, and my interactions with you, Diego, like you just have a wonderful light and energy about you. And I have absolutely no doubt that you will make the world a better place and that you already have and already are making the world a better, a better place. You're just so, so positive And I, I just appreciate that so much about you. Um, so, so before we uh, talk a little bit more about the positive, though, can can we talk about the unfortunate negative? Um, how did you get floxed? When did you get floxed? And what what happened? Sure. Well, actually, um, I began taking Levaquin for the very first time when I was 26, which I believe that was back in 2004. Uh, I was going to have endoscopic surgery in my sinus. Uh, I had a lot of polyps and a deviated septum. Uh, and so this ENT, which she's a great ENT, actually she she uh, conducted surgery on my sister on some of her salivary glands. And so she was top of the line. And so I, I went with her and she suggested the surgery, which I did. So I remember... At that time, I think uh, Levaquin became very popular in her office where she was beginning to prescribe this. So I remember taking quite a bit, about two two rounds, two weeks of it, um, and then pre-surgery and post-surgery. And that was her choice of antibiotics every time. So under her care for about six years, every time I had a sinus infection, um, she would, this is what she would prescribe. Sometimes I would get a Z-Pak or Omnicef, which are a lot less abrasive. And I, the only thing I remember reading like two years, three years is the tendon ruptures. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, I should not use it, you know, or, or maybe it's something I need to stay away from. But 
I was all, I guess I, I trusted doctors so much or, or my faith was too much in these doctors. And I always or never had time to be sick. So I always give me what I need so I can get better because, you know, uh, I was on the road to becoming an administrator and I was very active in church, very busy singing, recording and just always on the go. And so being sick, I never had time for and I had very chronic allergies and so she would also do um, steroid shots inside my nose uh, or give me a steroid shot once a year and allergy shots as well so I under her care I received a lot a lot of um, prescriptions and I remember at some point I told her because I, I didn't want to go through the whole, the rest of my life with medications and I would ask her you know can we stop the, the allergy shots you know what are other alternatives there's something not right you know of me using all these medications and during that time now I realize I remember at night I would get stomach pains really badly and also like I couldn't breathe and they would last about 10 minutes five minutes um, and, I, and those were the, the main symptoms. And I was beginning to have a lot of trouble sleeping. I would get sick a lot, my immune system, um, things like that. And so, but she always would tell me, you, you're going to need this for the rest of your life. You're going to have to be on allergy shots the rest of your life. You're just in bad shape. And let's see, when I was 32 and a half, I, I was under a lot of stress, you know, um, I had just finished my internship to become an administrator. Uh, I was working in the summer to, you know, as a principal, uh, directing summer schools, coordinator, uh, singing a lot at church. I go to a big church, so there's several uh, services. Um, at that time, we were, we were having four services, including Saturday, and I would sing in all of them, learning lyrics all the time. Plus, being a teacher is very demanding. Um, so just a lot, a lot of things. And I became very sick. And my doctor always gave me Levaquin. I always had it on hand. She would say, whenever you feel like you're getting sick, just go ahead and take it. You know, and so I always had it in my cabinet. I always had extra. And with my insurance, it was pretty inexpensive. And... Um, so I just became very ill, like a sinus infection. And and prior to that, I had, been, I had taken prednisone, and it would just not go away, not go away. And then I started taking Levaquin, and, but this time I started getting very sick with it. Um, my legs started, from my feet all the way to my knees, they started feeling extremely heavy, extremely heavy. And in my neck, it started tensing up and tightening all those muscles there, um, extremely bad. And my neck was very swollen and red. Um, and that's where it kind of started. And, and I was singing at church and I almost fainted. And uh, I started seeing the lights flash and my legs just kept getting heavier and heavier. And, and one morning I woke up and the back of my head was numb. And I just felt like, like it felt as if water was, like a glass of water was pouring inside of my brain. And I panicked and I thought this could be like an aneurysm or something. And I was blacking out, uh, kind of like fainting. And so I immediately grabbed my house phone and my cell phone and I called the 911 with my, with my house phone and 
my family, I, I don't know, I think my sister, with my cell phone. And I said, in case I pass out, they know they can come to my rescue. And so I opened the door and I just laid down on the couch or sat or something like that. And, and my sister, they, it, my sister and my parents, they live five minutes from my house each. So we all live very close to each other. And uh, my parents had just moved and retired from El Paso here because we're originally from El Paso. So um, they came and so the ambulance came and my, my blood pressure was high. And, and now that I remember when I would go to the gym and before that, even before I started workout, I noticed that my blood pressure was slightly elevated. You know, and I was like, that's weird because I always have perfect blood pressure, you know. And so it was beginning to be a little, you know, like 125 over 84, 85, you know, not super crazy. But that day it was very high and I felt my head very tight and a lot of pressure. And so we went to the emergency room. Uh, The ambulance took me. They ran all kinds of tests. They did a CT scan blood work and the only thing that that uh came up was that my liver was a little uh, count was a little elevated and i was dehydrated but they said you know there's nothing out of the norm that's way off you know and i remember the the emt from the or the the person from the ambulance saying so you basically medicated yourself and i said no my doctor knows that I'm taking Levaquin. I called the office and she told me to go ahead and start taking it. So I didn't start taking medication on my own. And so the doctor said, well, just keep taking it. There's there's no explanation to, to what's going on. I mean, my EKGs were fine. And so I went like this for a couple of weeks and I started getting like that tightness in my chest and anxiety. I've never suffered from anxiety. Uh, I've always been a very calm person. I, I do, I would worry a lot or I put a lot of stress on myself. You know, I was a student for 10 years. I have several degrees. I just love studying, you know, and I was in um, just learning all different kinds of things. And and so um, the, the, when we went, I started to feel a lot of pressure on my head. And, and then again, while I was singing, I just couldn't do it no more. I would sing and there was just so much pressure in my head. And like if I was going to faint. And then another time, my head was just so incredibly heavy. So we called 911 again. I went in and they did all kinds of tests and, and no. And then um, the doctor had prescribed me Xanax. So I took it only for like seven to maybe 10 days at the most and only very little. And I said, no, I will not go that route. I will not take medication for that. Uh, And so, but you know, I just continued to go through all of this. And then one morning I woke up and I was having a hard time walking from like my spine, my legs, everything just got very tight, extremely tight and it, and then I woke up one morning and I just had like neuropathy from head to toe. And I just, I really, my body didn't feel right. It just felt like, like numb, asleep. And so right away they took me in through the doctor. I saw a neurologist that day. I almost passed out. I was just exhausted. Uh, and then little by little. So then I had to go out on medical leave. Um, 
at that point and they ran all these tests the only test that i did not feel peace about because my body was extremely numb at that time can barely walk um they they were going to do a spinal tab but i i did i didn't go through with it i didn't feel peace about it uh the only thing that they did was the mri and then they did contrast and when i came home i did very bad with the contrast um but slowly i started just getting a little better you know um started eating better um home-cooked meals and and things like that and and my parents would stay with me for 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 the first year they they lived with me um they 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 would just uh go home and come back and and um the mri showed that my brain was perfect no lesions no nothing so before this uh i remember that my sister and my dad they were really down and i was kind of in a funk didn't know what was going on i couldn't sleep my my body felt like a rock I couldn't, it didn't feel normal. I couldn't, you know, my body would spasm and move on its own. My neck, my head would move. My arms would move on their own. I felt very terrible sensations uh, in the bed. Um, I, I just could not be at peace. I just felt like my soul, my skin was completely just, just, I don't know, like crawling out of, out of, out of me just very terrible sensations and feelings and and just feeling like I was dying, you know? And so um, my sister thought it was MS, she's a nurse. And so right away she thought, oh, he must have MS in a very bad stage. But the doctor said, no, there's no lesions. There's no signs of it. And he said, you're slowly getting better. And at, at five weeks, and they ran all kinds of tests you know, blood work. The only thing that came low was my vitamin D. And maybe we thought, well, maybe that's what it is. But the doctor said, no, you know, it, 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 that uh, vitamin D cannot cause all of this cascade of things or, or maybe it's a certain deficiency because something crazy things happen when you have a deficiency, but everything came out perfect, you know, from lupus to all kinds of testing. Um, just showed a very healthy person. And I know my neurologist, he thought that I was probably doing drugs. And, and, and um, which later on I confronted him about, but he, he just didn't know what to do. You know, and he right away wanted to give me antidepressants and all these kind of medications. And I said, no, I don't believe in that. I, I will not go that route. Um, and so... Then I went back to work. Um, it was almost the end of the year, so I went back the last week of April. So how, how long were you out of work, Diego? Almost six weeks. So it was about five weeks and maybe two days or something like that. And spring break was in between there and, so, and holidays, you know. So that's what's nice about the educational system. Uh, you have time off. But, um, yeah, and, and it was tough. And I had to go up the stairs and... Because I was third grade, doing third grade at that time up, uh, upstairs. And so I was, whew. but I slowly started getting better. They, I was able to tolerate vitamin D and then I would do melatonin, a little bit of it. And then I was eating good and, you know, and so then the, the school year ended and then I went back the following year, did a whole year. I did a whole year of vitamin D worked through another year of school. I, I went back to first grade 
Um, so I was at the, in the first floor now, um, and I went through that full year, but still struggling a lot, you know. Um, all the neuropathy, uh, just uh, not really being able to take supplements. Uh, my head would get very tight, my body. And then at two years, I had a very bad relapse. And there I had to be out again. And then we went through all this testing again, MRIs. Uh, this time they did MRI of my brain again, my neck, my spine. I just felt a lot of tightness, almost as if my body was going to break and burst. And in between there, I went to the emergency room and they wanted to give me muscle relaxers. And I said, no, I won't take them. But it was just my body was extremely tight and um, and the relapse, I got extremely weak. I couldn't even hold up my neck. It, it was just like that whole central part. And I was having really hard times walking again. And throughout this time, I always felt I needed a cane. But I said, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to just keep on, keep on. And, and slowly, I would just... Um, but let me go back to the relapse. So I was super weak. And I just felt like I couldn't fight anymore. But I remember just feeling extremely, extremely weak, and the neuropathy got worse. And I and at work, I, it, my hands were not working right, and I was freaking out because I, I it just it was weird. I couldn't. I was losing and losing sensation more and more in my hands, um, and and I just couldn't really use them. Um, I couldn't even hold the fork. Um, to eat right, uh, I would drop a lot of things. I couldn't carry a gallon of water or milk or anything. Uh, I was just, and at that time I thought things aren't getting better. You know, I, I think I, I, it's possible that I'm gonna die. And I started getting everything ready. You know, for my family, I have my home. You know, this is the second home that I own. And I, I have insurance, I've invested in all this. And I said, you know what? And I, and I remember just very weak, and I was by myself. And again, I went on medical leave, and so I left all of my passwords on my iPad. Um, uh, and so I, I, I told my family that, that I loved them, you know. And sorry if I get emotional, but... What a horrible, what a horrible thing to be feeling and to be experiencing, yeah. like not only for you, but for your, your entire family too, for, for a 33 year old to think that he's dying, you know, and, and to not be getting any sort of explanation from the, from the doctors, like no, no real explanation as to why you feel like you're dying. Like, I'm so, I'm so sorry for everything that you're that, that you've been through and, and how hard this must have been for, for you and for your sisters and for your, for your parents. It must have just been, it just must have been so terrifying. Yeah, it was, you know, and so I remember I got really weak and I felt like I was just, I don't know, just leaving. And, and uh, they called the ambulance again and they came here and everything was fine and I, everybody was panicking and, 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 I, and I just, I remember having a conversation with my dad and I said, if this is my time, it's my time. I said, you know, I feel content with, well, let's see, 33, I was 34. And I said, with what I've done with my life, I've always done well. I've made good choices. I've prepared myself. You know, I have, you know, 
been faithful at the church and and sing and I would preach and I lived my life to do good. I said, so I told my dad, I just need you here through the process of, in case I make that transition, it's still scary. And I said, and I don't want to die because I feel I have so much to give still, to offer, you know. And I said, I haven't even been married yet or have kids. And and my dad told me, he would always tell me, I don't feel in my spirit that you're going to die. But if you feel, I said, I just feel so weak and tired. I feel like my body has no life anymore. And I remember then slowly, you know, I started eating better again and doing all this thing. And I remember had coming down like again with allergies and still eating a lot of gluten and stuff like that, you know, and some stomach problems and sensitivities and and things like that. And so then slowly again, uh, then they gave me the results and they said, MRIs are perfect. The only thing you have is a little bit of uh, wasting on, on C6, which that's common with a lot of people. You know, you just do physical therapy. You have to strengthen your joints and and your vertebra and all that. But they said spinal cord, everything is perfect. There's no pinched nerves. Your brain is like intact. And then I, I just... You know, uh, at that point, while well, I continued on, then I went back to work after six weeks, or nearly six weeks, went back to work again. Um, and I just kept digging, digging, and I, that's when I came across Floxy Hope, and that was in October. And that's when I came across um, talking with you. And, and and then I realized, and I went back to my ENT too. And I remember at first she she was very nervous at first when we went because I would go to my doctors and tests and this and that and everything just always perfect. And she's like, well, maybe it was influenza or you just came down with a bad virus and it did all of these things. But then I really just studied and I said, I'm going to get to the root of this. And I saw Floxy Hope and I said, this makes sense all what these people have been dealing with. And in August, the label of peripheral neuropathy had come about. So before that, there was no label. Uh, and then I said, so it just came in August. And then I, f- I kind of figured it out. And I t- went to my doctor. I said, I know exactly what's wrong. And so my ENT, I sat down there with her and I said, it was the Levaquin. And she said, I always had a suspicion and she said, I'm very sorry. She said, I am sorry that I, if I had anything to do with this. And I said, well, I said, I, I need to focus on just getting better. What can I do to get better? And from that point, then we started, uh, the, my, my doctor, my other doctor, my general doctor, she's a good doctor too. Um, she said, this is so weird. She said, well, and, and she said she never, uh, gives this prescription to, to whoever she knows is an athlete because it does affect your tendons, your ligaments, your joints, and the ruptures and all that. I luckily have not had any ruptures, and, and I'm grateful for that. You know, even though they feel tight at times, you know, and and all of that. But um, then we started doing the acupuncture. I became more stable. And what acupuncture did for me every time I had it, I started, my body started detoxing. And crazy, ugly, horrible things would come out of my chest and throat, and I would get very hoarse um, every time I detox and and all of those things. And uh, and I've become a, a good tenor because I, you know, and so that always helped. But um, but 
it, you know, it always would come in between me fully, fully uh, reaching my potential with singing because I would always get hoarse with all this. But I have detox a lot through acupuncture. So I did eight sessions throughout that year. I started getting better, you know. And, uh, you know, the neuropathy is still there. It's not 100%. Well, and then just the last thing I wanted to plug, plug in. So I thought I was dying. And the second time, I just felt so sick. And I said, well, at least I know I can plan my funeral. I have so many of my friends sing. Uh, and they've recorded albums. And, and I told my mom, I left everything. I said, I want to wear this. I want this to be in my funeral service. I want to be re- remembered by this. And, and I remember, you know, I like silver jewelry and you know i like dressing nice and fashion and all this and i said i want this person to have this and this person to have that i said everything is ready you know so you guys divide this and that and and just know that i lived a happy life you know and so um but what then skipping over going to the doctor um then we, we went the natural route um, going through acupuncture and stuff, and so it's been two years after that, and uh, and then in September I started doing the that the um how do you call it the probiotics, mm-hmm. and this guy at GNC he told he was very knowledgeable and he said you know these antibiotics can last in your body for seven up to ten years you've got to get them out of your fat cells out of your your body so that they won't keep making you sick and I started getting better my my stomach uh, being able to just it was stronger and I did see a lot of improvement with my hands and joints and all that but still it's just so slow the healing has been very slow for me and so um, finally this uh, let's see February uh, well, I was in church, and, and let's say it was the end of January, and I remember just saying, you know what, uh, I said, God, and it's been very tough because now uh, going to church, I, I'm not up there singing, and every, you know, it's a huge choir, and I used to be one of the main singers, and they always tell me, oh, when are you coming back? We need you, you know, you, and I tell, and nobody fully understands because they're like, so good outside you know and I said yeah but if you only knew how I felt inside and things are not right and the abilities there I can sing but when I do so much pressure comes to my head I can't do it and the numbness in my feet and my legs still they're very you know not not well and I remember part of my healing has been you know what I am going to go out and days where I felt good, I said, what's the worst that can happen? I'm just going to die and I'll go to heaven. I'm not, I'm not going to be afraid no more of not leaving my house. I have to just get out there, whether it means going to grocery shopping, going to, you know, be social a little bit, going to walk, take a little walk, do this, do that. You know, I said, I'm, I'm not going to be afraid anymore. I, I have to just keep going. Um, but I came across that that day I had like a big, I guess, breakthrough for myself, you know, and um, and I said, uh, I said, God, I leave it in your hands. I can't do nothing about it. I, I'm trying to do all these things to to just make myself better now. But I know it's in your plan and it's all going to happen. And, and I leave it up to you. And I felt so much peace. And the following day I came across the the peripheral neuropathy clinic where I'm going now and they know what to do and so little by little um, I've seen a lot of improvement 
you know, they told me, of course, it's going to be slow. You know, it's not a, 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 a tomorrow thing. Um, the two supplements that they gave me, the first one is still too strong for me, but the, the one at night is really good. And it's, it says mainly it'll help a lot of di um, di people that have peripheral neuropathy due to diabetes. Um, but it's the same thing that we suffer, you know, the, the tingling, the numbness, the, the pain and all that. And so it does. It helps me sleep through the night and it helps heal at the same time. And so the doctor that I'm seeing, it's husband and wife and they're Christian and they've prayed with me. And I was there and I was crying and I said, I just want my life back. And she goes, don't worry, kiddo. She said, I know what to do, you know, and, and we got to start with your gut. And, and, and then we got to help that mitochondria. And, and they're knowledgeable. I have more questions for them. But she told me, we got to get all this toxins out of your body. And she said, it sounds like you are just a walking bomb. You, you're just full of toxins. And we got to kind of get them out of there and reestablish all of that, you know, with my history of all the antibiotics that I've done. Uh, and she said, and unfortunately, levoquin and fluoroquinolones, they weaken your tendons. She said, that'll be the very last thing because, and I, I had an adjustment and for two weeks, all junk came out again, I guess it expelled toxins. And oh boy, that was, that was, yeah. Uh, uh, it, but now with the, the detox she has me on, uh, I've been doing good. You know, I do two shakes during the day and and everything's natural, plant-based. All of the supplements she gives me, even like Benadryl, is all plant-based. Um, you know, so. And I've also used uh, essential oils. I diffuse them a lot. I'm very sensitive. I'm just super, super high sensitive to, to, to anything. And so sometimes I have hurt myself in the process that it takes me two or three days to recover from certain things, but it seems like they're helping me become more stable. And right now the goal is for me not to be so sensitive and clear my liver and all these toxins so that I can take some of these supplements. And with the a spectra cell, I, am, I have six deficiencies. So we do have to fix those, but we got to get to the root cause of the gut, which this doctor explains that your nerves, muscles, tissues will be affected you know if it is so if it's been affected so much so we gotta seal it and reestablish all the the gut flora again so certainly can i get a couple of specifics from you uh diego sure. the, um, the supplement that you said that you take at night um what's which supplement is that okay so they have they have created a neurogen and neuro uh boost the neurogen they feel that alongside with these supplements it's re recovering your nerves so the one during the day which we're going to reestablish or reintroduce into my body later on on a couple of weeks but it has vitamin d3 it, it has um the b12 alpha lipoic acid enzymes um riboflo riboflavin um, and then the fillers are 100%. So it's like rice, uh, magnesium, citrate, zinc. And that's what she said. A lot of the supplements that I took her, she said that those fillers that they have a lot um, are nerve damaging. So someone in our state will can flare us up or do a little bit more damage. And they were kind of going really fast on me, and I was flaring up. 
So they said, okay, with you, we got to take a very gentle approach and go much more gentle because of the hypersensitivity. But the one at night, which seems to help me a lot, and I start taking it at night, you can take up to four. I take anywhere from two to three, sometimes four, uh, and you, I can sleep and it takes away all the symptoms. This one has a vitamin E, L, arginine, citrulline, and acetyl. But people can purchase these online, um, and it is healmynerves.com. And you can learn more about these doctors as well, and testimonials and all of those things. That's, that's great. I'm so glad that they've been helping you. And, and how long have you been seeing them? Today is exactly a month that I'm seeing them. And, and this doctor's amazing. She calls me every two weeks. How are you doing? Let's do this. Let's back off on this. What are your symptoms? I mean, they're just like finally doctors that care, you know. Um, they're constantly, I can email them. I can call them. I have their cell number. So actually now you go there and you don't feel like you're just another number or that they're collecting from insurance because I'm not even using my insurance with them because my deductible is so high. So, um, But I'll be under their care for a while and... Um, and I have the, the, the red laser light that I'm doing at, at home. So for now, you know, um, because she said that she feels like there's just too much inflammation in my body. So we got to bring that down so that I won't be, you know, as much in pain. And I'm not like in excruciating pain, but in a lot of discomfort, you know, a lot of days and, and things like that. When there's going to be a storm, I am hurting that day. I know when there's it's going to rain. <laughs> You know, and so. Right. So, so tell me a little bit more about the the red laser light. Like, what it what does that do for you? Okay, so the red laser light. What it is is that it's magnified, um, and they, they put it on the feet up to the 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 knee. And the one I have at home is just the same. So, um, she, he said that it's magnifying like um, at five hundred to seven hundred percent. It's creating blood flow to your to you know so that there's more healing and promoting oxygen and at the same time is targeting your mitochondria to activate it again because there's a lot of dead cells or damage and and um and you heal faster the one at night neuroboost it also it helps expand your blood vessels because the more blood flow that there is the more that that you're healing um, and so that's what it's doing. So it's creating a lot of oxygen and blood flow within our bodies, you know, and and um, they're able to help even people that have had surgeries or trauma get them to 90 percent. And he told me, he said, you know, I can get you to pretty much close to 100 percent and not pretty darn close, um, because my concern was just that I said, you know, but. It's been four years, and, and, and I had a, a nerve-conducting test where um, they that was painful, but it should, everything shows that it's normal. My nerves are working fine. Um, and that doctor now is on my side, and he said, you know, it, it just takes a long time. When you become toxic and something goes wrong in your body, it's going to take a while. He said, "You, it's gonna, it's gonna be a while, and eventually your body will heal and heal. And if you, the the younger you are, the more chances you have. And 
then I told the doctor, I said, you thought I was crazy. And he said, it's just hard, you know. I didn't, I didn't know how to help you. But now that we know, he's on my side, and he's been great. Um, and, and my other doctor, I've gone back, and she just checks my anatomy. I had to get tubes during the whole process because I couldn't take antibiotics no more. And so they, you know, I, I got tubes three times. Um, and this doctor hugs me all the time, my ENT, and she tells me I'm so sorry. And she told me that I know more about Levaquin than she does, you know. And and um, and she just says, I wish that I, I we wouldn't have gone that route with you. And I said, well, what's done is done. And throughout this process, I, I, I mean, I think it's more important to use every little bit of energy you have for your recovery and not be upset. I mean, I've had moments where, yes, I've been upset and down. I've never gotten into a depression, um, but I've been down a lot of times because I'm like, man, I should be living life. I should be married. I should be this. I should be that, you know. I should be an administrator. Um, but I've, I have enough strength now. I, I've been applying for promotions, not quite for an administrator yet, but other specialist jobs. And, you know, it, it's just every year it does get better, even though it's a little bit, but... I think I took over 70 pills over six years. So I, I figure it might take a while for me to get there, but I'm determined. You know, I'm not, I, I don't accept damage forever. I, I just, I just don't. And, I, and I've read so many stories of different kinds of people and accidents, people that been sick. And I said, if they've done it, they got out from a wheelchair after seven, eight years. I said, I'm going to beat this no matter what. I, I, I will. There's no what if, it's just a matter of when, you know. Yeah. You're amazing, Diego. <laughs> <laughs> you you really are. Like I've got I've got tears in my eyes, like just just throughout this entire interview, throughout this entire show. Just your your ability to forgive and to have faith in your healing and to it, just just your spirit you you contribute so much and i could just i could just feel it through this through this interview and i hope that everyone who listens to this can feel it too and and is just as touched and is and moved by your story as as i am like it it's it's really it's been an incredible journey and i i have no doubt that you will heal that that your your body will heal, that you will be able to sing again, and 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 again bring that gift to people. But um, you know, just just the just just your approach to life, I think, is beautiful and admirable. And I, I just want to thank you for that. <laughs> no, thank you, thank you for the opportunity. Um, I mean, you know. People do, and I have a great support system. My parents, like I said, they lived with me for a year. The second year, okay, they would stay with me two days, three days, and now every day they come for two hours. Not right now when I'm on vacation, but during work. And right now I'm completely all organic uh, meats and um, and no dairy, no soy, no no for for a while while I'm doing this healing thing. And my mom helps me prepare all my meals. Um, and we get creative. We find restaurants that are, you know, vegetarian. And, and um, you know, yesterday I met with some friends and I was able to hang out with them all, all um, 
all all day and most everybody always like oh we need to hook you up everybody always wants to hook me up but I tell them <laughs> right now I don't feel dateable <laughs> I need to work on my health because I want to be able to to enjoy everything all of my energy is is for that right now and then I will be able to enjoy you know getting married and having kids I said it, it's gonna be okay my time my timeline is different everyone's story is different so I'm not worried about those things right now you know I, and, and in the midst of this storm and this trial I can still make a difference and I've been a better teacher I've gotten so many grants and to help my students and and so many great things that I've been able to do as a teacher. You know, the parents are always, oh, Mr. Vasquez, you do so much for our kids. And my kids are always Mr. Vasquez this and that. And I say, well, this is what keeps me going. This is, has been my lifesaver, my career, you know, as well as my faith, you know. And I know that, that God has a reason for this, you know, so... Absolutely. And I'm, I'm so glad that you have such a wonderful support system, your family and, and the kids that you teach. And it sounds like your, your school and the, the administrators that you have really stood by you. And I think that that's, that's, that's really wonderful. And it's so important, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I, I think that uh, we, are, we are close to the end of the, of, of the show. We're running, we're running out of time. Is there anything else that you want to add? Um, no, I mean, just um, other thing, just a really quick, I know uh, this doctor, which she, she has recommended, I've been doing marshmallow root. You can buy it very inexpensive at Amazon.com, organic marshmallow root helps heal the lining of the gut. Um, and I'm doing lemongrass, organic lemongrass from Whole Foods. Um, it's best to stay with organic herbs because they have less pesticides. But the last thing that I would just like to plug in, even if I have like one more minute, it's sure, just to tell everybody um, just to keep fighting. I mean, you alone, you're worth it. You know, you are worth putting up a fight. And especially if you have a wife or a husband and kids, you have to, you, I mean, you have to fight. And yes, there's going to be bad days. There's going to be days where you're like, oh, I can't do this anymore. It's just too much. But then you find that deep, deep strength within you and say, I, I, I need to. I'm going to. And just little by little. And, and, you know, what I've learned is that the mind is powerful. And you can retrain your body and you can tell it and say and speak to it, you know, um, and say, you're going to heal. You're going to get there, you know, but more than anything, you're worth it and put up that fight. Um, and in spite of the of the hurt and the, the pain, um, you can still make a difference, you know, whether it's at home typing or encouraging someone you know it's god will will see that and god will reward you and i think that's what we're all doing you know we're going to be able to help others um through this through this situation and 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 life is different now you know i know i will live life very different now than before yeah it's it's different but but there's there's meaning still, and there's still beauty, and there's still love, and there's and and all of those things that make the world a better place. All of those things are still there. Exactly. So, so, so the, thank you again for for just such a wonderful, touching, moving um, interview 
Diego, I, I appreciate everything that you've had to say, and I'm sure that everyone else who's listening will too. And um, have a wonderful evening, everyone. Please tell, tell your friends about Foxy Hope and the Foxy Hope podcast. Um, we certainly don't want, to, want this to happen to anyone else, but uh, you know, really appreciate all of your wonderful words of wisdom, Diego, and have a great night. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you.